Welcome to episode three of Stevens in Copenhagen. How are you doing, Thomas? Hello. Uh, pretty tired right now. <laughs> pretty tired and hot and sticky and uh, just all those things that comes with hiking up a mountain in a warm climate. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know why there's a phone thrust in my face, but apparently we're recording a podcast. You're listening to Sleepless in Copenhagen, a podcast about everything, something, and probably a lot of nothing. It's a kind of experiment where I talk about things that interest me, a show to showcase all the amazing, weird, ridiculous, fantastic, and ridiculous and weird and amazing thoughts that goes through my mind. It's also an audio blog where I talk to myself, to others, and to you, most importantly. It's a place where I share my thoughts with the world, if the world wants to listen. It's a journey into the unknown. It's a place for me to explore and for you to listen in. And with all of that out of the way, welcome to episode three, Internet Relationships. Welcome to the third episode of Sleepless in Copenhagen, my little solo podcast, my little experiment where I talk about things that interest me or things that happen to me, or, well, not happen to me, but things that I've been doing, things like that. And uh, one thing that I've been doing recently is that I've been on a summer holiday with some good friends where we went to Mallorca and uh, we rented a, a small a small villa with a pool. It was amazing. It was such a good time we had over there. Um, the, the friends that I had with me was uh, friends that I had met through the internet. So I thought, hey, let's talk about that. And um, even better, let's, let's get all those friends to join in and, and talk about it together with me. And, and so I did. So I actually brought some some recording equipment to Mallorca. And yeah, we, we recorded it everywhere where we could record things like you might have heard in, in the introduction to this show started recording some of the bits uh, on a mountainside on, uh, <laughs> uh, on our way to, to the top of the mountain uh, where there was a monastery and a hell of a view I might add but yeah I'm in this friend group where most of us have met through World of Warcraft uh, some of the guys in, in this friend group then got girlfriends as well, and and they be then obviously became part of the group. And now we're like a, a group of six people who really enjoy doing stuff together. But what we're doing and how we met, I will not uh, talk about now because we'll get into that later on. But one thing that I do want to mention is that every time I meet new people... And I talk about that I have these friends in in, other, uh, in in the Netherlands, in Ireland, and places like that. And I uh, I go travel and visit them often. Uh, people always ask how I met them, and I used to always like pause for a second and not really know if I should actually say that I met them through World of Warcraft or make something up. But Jesse, who's a Dutch friend of mine. He also has Danish friends, and sometimes he comes to Copenhagen to visit them, obviously, and to visit me, and then we go out and we have a good time out in, on, on town, and we drink a lot of beers, and we meet other people, and there was this one time 
where someone asked us how we met how we met each other and both yes and i came up with this elaborate story about how we met but in the end we ended up revealing that we actually met through world of warcraft and the person that we talked to actually found that story way more fun way more interesting than that amazing tale that we had spun and since then i have no problem saying anymore that uh, well i met these people through world of warcraft and i don't really know why i should feel like that in, in the first place because that's just a lot of people met, met like that but having friends all over Europe uh, kind of like has both its ups and downs one of the upsides that I really really love is I believe it was an Easter vacation and I had originally just planned to take the days off stay at home do nothing but it was also at a time where I was a little bit depressed and all of a sudden I kind of realized maybe it's not such a good thing to just stay at home for five days and being depressed all day. So I called my Dutch friend Jesse and said, hey, do you have any plans for the Easter? Are you actually having the days off? And uh, he said, yeah, he actually had. And... Um, and I was welcome to, to drop by, and so I did. So I basically just ordered tickets and flew the day after, more, more or less. And, I mean, that's amazing to me that I can just say, hey, I'll, I'll go travel now and go meet up with friends in another country and have a place to stay and don't really have to think too much about those things. So that's absolutely a good side about having international friends that you can visit. And downside is obviously that uh, you don't get to see them that often. That actually has an upside as well because that also means that when you're finally together, it's something special and it it feels a little bit more special because you also know that let's get the best out of this time, this short time that we have together now. And since I just this weekend came home from one of these get-togethers where we were six of us together for a week in a summer house uh, on Mallorca and I'm kind of in a state right now where I have the blues because we've had like a intense week filled with laughter and fun and great experiences and then all of a sudden you go home and for me at least sitting in my apartment all by myself it's a little hard not to have the blues after that but then it's lucky that I recorded all of them and uh, now I can sit here and listen to them while I edit this show. And uh, I can tell you guys who are listening as well about these amazing people, how we met, and um, what we have in common nowadays. Because uh, it's uh, actually, I think, only two of us who still plays World of Warcraft. Anyway, let's let those guys talk about how it all started and how we met. So we were walking on a mountainside near Palenza on Mallorca when I pulled out my phone and started recording uh, Tom and I talking and I think originally it was just meant for fun but uh, we kept talking and uh, I thought well let's make it into a podcast and Tom then all of a sudden asked me well what is the subject of this podcast? How the hell did this all happen? The six people who are together today on this mountain. Well, technically we're only five here today. One was so wise to stay behind and look out for the villa. I kind of think like we were the 
five ones would draw the show destroyer. Yeah, we, we we thought we'd venture out and take in some local culture. But how did this all began? How did this all began? I don't know. How does it stop? <laughs> and as you can hear, a mountainside is probably not the best place to record a podcast. So on the second day of World of Warcraft. <laughs> It sounds so biblical. On the second day of World of Warcraft. <laughs> and they created patch 0.1. <laughs> I bumped into a couple of Dutch guys in one of the starting zones for the undead. Yes, I did start off as Horde, but we all make mistakes. And these two guys were looking to start a guild. Me and my friend at the time, we were also looking to start a guild, so we decided... Hey, why not just uh, start a guild together? And uh, that's how my friendship with Jesse started. Just a chance meeting in a town in an MMORPG, World of Warcraft. That's that's the, the humble beginnings of this. I mean, if I hadn't been for that, wouldn't be standing here right now, sweating my ass off, <laughs> recording into your phone. I feel like right now, at this very moment, if I could go back, I would just say, fuck you guys, Mark. Yeah, I, w- I definitely <laughs> would as well. Uh, absolutely. But that's actually not exactly how the story started out. Tom and I actually had a long conversation about how everything actually started out poolside later the same night. So how did you end up on Mallorca with your feet in the water i have been uh, taken hostage <laughs> by this man he's making me record a podcast <laughs> get back to the shed where you belong <laughs> well th- this particular friendship i mean i mentioned earlier that i i met a a person in a an online game this fantasy star online on the dreamcast and from there the group of people that i knew from that went on to play diablo 2 and then they went on to this game called World of Warcraft. Anyway, I followed these guys into the, the game when it finally went live. And there was a magnitude of servers to choose from. I'm not sure how many there was on launch, but you had to pick a server where you were going to play. And I remember getting the message of where I was supposed to go to, and I ended up rolling on the wrong one. So I went in there, made a couple of levels, and then found out that I was on the wrong server. So getting to level three in World of Warcraft, I was absolutely in despair that I had to start again <laughs> it's like oh you gotta be I'm, I'm level 3 man I've worked 3 hours in this yeah <laughs> I was so uh, devastated so I had to go back roll on another server the correct server this time where uh, these people were and I joined the guild with them and we had to, I had to join the horde side I wasn't this wasn't in my control I just followed the uh, the group wherever mm-hmm. they were going and I remember joining their guild in. It's it's pretty fun that you didn't have, uh, you you you, ha- you kind of just had to choose the horde side alliance was just kind of like nope can't go there because yeah. then you can't play with your friends because I have the exact same thing I had a friend that I followed into the game and he was like we're playing horde and we're playing on this server uh, so that was out of my control as well yeah yeah and I remember being in that guild for a couple of days I mean I. I, I didn't give it much of a go, really, but and considering I'd played with a few of these people in the Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast for a couple of years or so, but it wasn't really like I was talking to them every day. It was just if they were online, we'd maybe go do stuff together. It wasn't like the 
gaming relationships that I've forged these days.、Mm. And maybe that's because I was younger and I just, I just wanted to play the game. I wasn't really interested in making friendships because maybe I just didn't realize you could. I don't know.、Mm. Because it was the internet. But after a couple of days, I wasn't really feeling the guild. It didn't seem like there was much, <laughs> much people chatting and it didn't seem like、uh, I wanted to be there. It just didn't feel right.、Mm. So, anyway, me and another guy that was in that guild, we decided, you know what, we're just gonna leave. We're gonna, we're gonna make our own guild. We're gonna shape our own destiny. We'll make a guild. Make our guild great again. That's it. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do exactly what we wanna do. So, to establish your guild, you have to go and get a certain amount of signatures.、Mm. And so, there we were,、uh, strolling into the undead、um, starting town, really. And. Asking people, passers by, did they want to join the guild? And we got a couple of people interested. And then we stumbled across、uh, these two guys standing by the town hall and、uh, just said to them, Hey, you know, you, you're looking for a guild? Want to, want to join our guild? And、uh, they said, Oh, we're looking for people to,、uh, to join our guild. We're like, Right, okay.、Uh, do you want to just team up and we'll make one, one guild? And one big guild. One big guild and <laughs> one of those. Persons that turned out to be a gentleman called Jesse.、Um, since Yes's name has been mentioned now twice, I think it's time just to quickly say hi to him. Someone who just called up to us is no, no, our no, main no, man, no, 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 Yes, sir.、No. So you were the first guy to meet Tom. All right, is that right? Yes. In game at least. Yes. Yes. So、right. uh, how was that encounter? How do you feel today because of that? Breathless. Breathless. Grateful. So, did you expect to have like a, a, a group of friends to celebrate a holiday with、uh, back like 10 years ago? Or 13? 14? 14? No, I wouldn't think. I, th- I don't think I thought about that. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully. Maybe my dreams came true. <laughs> I don't know what Yes's dreams were or if they actually came true. I kind of forgot to ask him that. But、uh, we'll get back to Yes later. For now, our story about how all of us met continues. So, from there, we established a guild, and as you, as you level through World of Warcraft, you、uh, progress through different zones, and then, like you mentioned, Strangleform Vale, there was another chance encounter with a friend of yours. And this friend of mine was a guy called Matthew, which I also just met through World of Warcraft. He was an Englishman that lived in Copenhagen together with his Danish girlfriend. And、uh, he was actually the, the first World of Warcraft guy that I met in real life. He was in a guild, and that kind of established a bit of an alliance between this gentleman's guild and our guild. And we got to know a couple of other people that were in that guild, and one of those. Players was your good self. So Matthew and Tom meet by chance inside World of Warcraft, and、uh, they're starting a sort of online friendship between our two guilds. And eventually, our two guilds merge and become one big guild, which also leads us to, to meet more people. And I do remember that I did a lot of things together with Tom inside World of Warcraft, and in the beginning, everything was fine. During that time, We didn't really get to know each other that well. No. But the things we did, I think, because I was still quite young and I was just really focused on just playing Back the game. Back then, I was old still as well. You were. I mean, you were probably <laughs> how old I am now, right? Probably, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I was just more interested in playing the game. I think I was just more interested in 
leveling up as many characters as I could. I wasn't really bothered about doing group stuff, and I think that's you, why I didn't like you. That's why you didn't like me, and <laughs> I, I was I was definitely a selfish player, and you were trying to maybe form more group stuff and get things going like that there, and I wasn't really interested, if I'm honest. And I'm, again, as a 16 year old, just didn't really care about forming relationships or friendships or anything like that. This is where I quickly want to take a step back and take a look at my own life. Because when I think back on my parents and when I grew up, they always had a pretty large social group that they were a part of. And they also had friends through their hobby that came from uh, other countries. And I have a lot of fond memories of us going to Belgium and meet them like every year. So even as a child, I was sort of used to having friends from other countries that you didn't see that often. My parents even knew a Dutch guy that loved traveling and he came and stayed with us quite a few times over the years. And to this day today, I still get like a postcard every time it's my birthday from him. Now, let's jump a little bit in time. It's a mean high school now and even back then... I always did a lot of things to try and bring people together. And one of these things were that we had like a bomb shelter in our old uh, high school. And it wasn't used for anything anymore because uh, the Cold War was over, obviously. One of my friends got this brilliant idea that we should uh, use this bomb shelter or something. We should make it into like a, a, a Friday after school bar kind of thing. And uh, obviously the school weren't too happy about it to begin with, but we spent like over a year to get them to change their mind and finally they allowed us to do so. And these are just uh, two quick examples of what kind of person I was uh, at this point in my life. Having people in your life that you only see once a year was not new to me. And working to bring people together, even though the odds may not be favorable, were both parts of me. And not to mention that when I went to media school, uh, the school even had like people coming from all over uh, the place. Like We had people from Norway, from Sweden, and from Iceland. So I think being social and doing things together has always been a big part of what I've been doing in my life, and then it doesn't matter where the hell you're coming from. So when Tom didn't felt the same way when we were in the guild together, and he just went off doing his own things when I wanted to try and bring people together and play together instead, then obviously it led to quite a few different arguments. So one thing led to another, and in the end, Tom left our guild. And maybe this was an omen about what was about to happen, because a few months down the line, our guild disbanded i ended up in another guild and that guild unfortunately the, the guild we we'd made together fell apart sadly and mm. after a while i'm not sure the time frame maybe a, a few months or so or we all kind of fell out of love with the game a little bit um just because of what happened and i decided to message a few of you guys and i said you know what guys i think we had something good and um, by the way, I, I don't even know if I ever said I'm sorry for being a 16-year-old <laughs> moron <laughs> who was just really selfish. So if I haven't, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. I'm still planning my revenge now. <laughs> so we, we decided, you know what, let's let's give this another go. We had a core player base. Like, let's, let's, let's rise from the ashes. Let's switch over to the Alliance. Total fresh perspective. And let's give this another go. So we had that core group of players at the start, and we all... Yeah, we, we leveled up. We actually grew stronger, I think, from 
um, the things that happened and maybe it, it puts some things in perspective and as as this happened we uh, recruited a few more people along the way and we just grew and eventually we became a guild a mm. proper guild and we were able to do stuff in game we had the numbers to do things and it was it was maybe what we hoped our initial uh, guild mm. was going to be but from that we we arose from the ashes we, we called our guild arisen and uh, it was uh, well, to me it's, it's still my fondest memories in mm. World of Warcraft same, uh, same. doing the raids just being really silly on the voice chat and killing big dragons and <laughs> just, just having a really good time and I think from that period of the game that's when we really all got to know each other a bit more because we mm. were talking to each other on our Ventrilo server and we had our little forums as well where um, people were communicating and I know you and a few people were writing like fan fiction and yeah. stuff like that there which definitely brought you guys together as well I remember back in school that I always enjoyed writing for the different courses that we had but uh, it had never occurred to me that I could actually write a story or book or something just because I wanted to and it wasn't until I met these guys and we started writing uh, World of Warcraft fan fiction together that I realized that this was actually also an option and it's also something to remember as our story progresses but right now I think it's time for some of us to start meeting in real life Jesse, me and two English blokes decided to meet up for a summer holiday where we were going to visit those two guys. We booked a hostel and everything was good to go, but what then happened was that back at home I got evicted from my apartment and I needed to find a place to stay. So I kind of thought that was a little bit more important than actually going on a summer vacation, so I, I sadly had to stay home. Yes, I thought it was a shame that I couldn't go. So he asked me if I was doing anything for New Year's. And I was like, no, I never actually have big plans for New Year's. So he was like, well, is, is it all right if I come by? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do this. Little did we know that this would later on become our little tradition to celebrate New Year's every year. I mean, I really enjoyed that first little New Year's we had, but I don't think that... I, I wouldn't have thought that something like this would happen in until so long into the future. No, I think the first the first New Year's was fun, but it was just like a thing, mm. like one thing, and like the year after, um, when Dennis visited as well, and I think maybe Tom came along as well. Yeah. Then it really got. Then like, it kicked off. Then yeah. it Bob, kicked Bob off. was there as well. Don't yeah, Bob. Bob. <laughs> Was that the second year? The no, that was thing? the third year because I think we started out just you and me and uh, the other and Matthew who lived in England uh, in Denmark as well yeah. and, and his girlfriend and I think the year after we had Tommy as well. So from here on, it starts snowballing a little bit. Yes and I become closer friends and it results in me actually going on a small vacation in the Netherlands to visit him and uh, meeting some of his friends. Right next to me, I have Dennis. He's a Dutch guy. And I remember the first time I went to the Netherlands to visit Jesse. And Jesse couldn't make it to the airport to pick me up, but he sent his trusted gnome, <laughs> which is you, Dennis. And I remember that you played a gnome back in, in Vanilla, where I got to learn you. And I, I, I don't know, you kind of like just... I got this idea that you wouldn't be 
as tall as you actually are in real life. You thought I was actually a gnome in real life as well? <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't think you were a gnome, but I, just, I, I think it just took me by surprise that you were so tall. Uh, actually, I feel like I'm quite normal. It's all you guys that are short. <laughs> so, actually, in your life, we are all the gnomes. Yeah, it must be it. So, I roll the gnome to fit in. <laughs> Deeply undercover. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you remember what you were thinking about going to the airport, picking up this random Danish dude? Well, I wasn't really sure. I mean, I've met more people from online, and I feel like... You never really know, even if you talk to people over voice calm or anything. It's it's always way different when you meet them in real life. Mm. And uh, you were quite small. <laughs> But other than that, you kind of looked like I imagined. Oh, really? Yeah. Like typical Danish guy. <laughs> Got the beard, you know. So in the beginning, the whole meeting up thing was something Jesse and I did exclusively. But then one summer, things were about to change. I was... Um, touring Scandinavia and with your band with, with my band with <laughs> no I was just just, uh, just always wanted to see um, a few of the countries and I, I booked to stay in uh, Norway and Sweden and, and Denmark and you suggested hey why didn't you stay at my place and I was like okay I mean we I, I still don't think we were as no. close then but no. we, we I, I think we'd made our peace with each other to some degree Yeah, I, I think my at that point I was just thinking, well, uh, this New Year shenanigans has been such a great success, so why not meet more people? Uh, and when you then said you were going to Denmark, I was like, hey, it's stupid uh, to spend money on on a, a hotel, or motel, or hostel, or whatever. You can just stay at my place. Yeah, and uh, well, it, it turned out I didn't end up staying at your place <laughs> because you were getting your floorboards done, and yeah, but, I just moved into it. And... But uh, luckily, I stayed at uh, Matthew's place, who is the guy that I met initially in World mm. Warcraft, who was in New Guild, and blah blah blah. Yeah, you, yeah. you know the story. <laughs> and uh, I remember like meeting you at the airport, and then I think we went out for for dinner somewhere, uh, like a local brewery thing. I remember, oh, yeah, it, that's right. I remember it like it was yesterday, <laughs> my friend. That's right. And uh, then we went out for some beer, and. To be honest, at that stage of my life, I hadn't been that outgoing. So this was kind of all new to me, like going out for beers with people and mm. just being social. That, that was that was new for me. And uh, I remember just going out with you and your sister and your friend uh, Leonard. Mm. And I had my best friend at the time with me traveling as well. And I just remember that night being a total hoot. I mean, me and you just got on like... We've known I, I, each other all our life. Yeah, I, I think that's when we became brothers. I, mean, I think your sister even said she just goes, "Are you two brothers or something?" Just <laughs> it's so weird how well you get on. And from that moment, we just clicked, and we've we've never really looked back. I mean, from then, I I I fell in love with the city you you lived in, and pretty much every opportunity I had to come visit you, I did <laughs> because just when I was done work, I was a single guy, just. You know what? I'll just catch a flight, come over and see you, and we hung out and hit the city and totally changed our relationship status from it's complicated, two brothers. Then the, the New Year's tradition continued on as well, and I got my feet wet in that as well, and <laughs> more people uh, kind of got into that, and it snowballed, and it, it got really big. Uh, one year there was a hefty fifteen, fifteen, twenty people. It mm. was absolutely bizarre just how many people eventually 
fell into that and I mean that's the real kind of short story there's there's a lot of <laughs> there's so many stories you could tell but then this podcast would be days <laughs> yeah really I mean and the the friendships like we forged from those those people that I met in World of Warcraft I remember one New Year's particularly I think it was the the big one where the most people were at mm. and I remember we had we ended up going out like every night and then <laughs> we had New Year's and then last night uh We were like, oh, let's 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 go out, and I think you were like, no, I'm a I'm old. Uh. <laughs> so I'm actually not sure if you went out on the last night, but uh, I remember being out till. Is that when you went straight from yeah. the bar to the airport? Yeah, Because much. I was not ready that you night. I, I was too old. That's already back then. <laughs> that's why it was such a great night. But <laughs> but no, I remember I, I had my case packed. I'd had it sitting in your hallway, ready ready to go. I didn't take it with me, but I went out to the bar. And anyway, we looked at time. Go, oh, I actually have to go. I have to go. So I went back to your place, said goodbye, picked up my case, and I remember just walking down to the uh, the walk of shame, the, the, as they call it, <laughs> walking down to the metro to get the train to the airport. And I could feel my eyes starting to. I don't know if it was the booze or just the. I could just feel my eyes getting a bit damp and just actually genuinely feeling a bit upset that I was leaving these people mm. and the fact that I was only going to see them maybe once a year if I was lucky but at the same time that's what made it so special that yeah. these meetings that we have now they're they're rare and we maybe only get to do it once or twice a year but when we do we, we have a really great time and mm. I mean maybe if we were to live closer and we saw each other every day we'd absolutely hate, hate each it, other hate <laughs> well to be honest I don't think so because we do a podcast together every week and we talk every week so. well that's true so that's yeah true. but 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 still I still think that when when we finally are together we are together in a kind of a different way because we we everybody knows that all right we have we have seven days on Mallorca let's get the best out of them because we don't know how long let's record take. a podcast let's record a podcast about it and be antisocial uh <laughs> But but no, I think when when we're finally together, then we try to get the best out of it because we don't know when we'll see each other again. So it's it's kind of like a, an extra special thing. I mean, I love my my Danish friends in Copenhagen, but it's just it's not the same kind mm -hmm. of thing because I know that if I want to do something tomorrow, I can just call them and say, hey, let's do something tomorrow. Whereas if I want to see you or Dennis, or yes, I have to kind of like say, so what do you guys do next month, three months or something from now? Can I can I take a plane and come join you guys? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, we reach roughly 15 people who are going to these New Year's parties that we are throwing. All guildies who we play together with, some new people, some are old people. It's uh, It's all good fun. But you can help to start thinking at some point. I wonder how long this will actually last. Will everybody keep staying friends? What will happen in the future? This has to decline at some point, right? Because everybody know or should know how hard it is to just maintain like a normal friendship where you actually have access to your friends every day. So what will happen with friends? You can only see like once a year. We decided to do it again and do it again. So we, there was a, a point of initiative to say like, "Hey, it was fun last time. Let's do let's do it again, or like let's let's keep connected." Mm. Because I visited you uh, visited you for New Year's, and that could have been just it. Mm. And then I said like, "Hey, can I come this year again?" Because it was like a lot of fun, and my family is not doing anything for over Christmas because that's how my family is mm. yeah if I if I just had said 
after that one, after the first time, like, okay, it was fun, but I have other engagement this new year, then it would ju- would have just died out, because that's that's also what happened to another a lot of people that were like in the first like let, let, let's just say group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phase one. Phase one. Like, <laughs> say phase, phase one, the big group that we had, like with Chaos and uh, with Bob. Ali. And Ali. And uh, Gavin was there. And Russell. And Benny. They cut, cut contact. And I don't say uh, that, that, that. Well, I don't want to hold it against them. I mean, no, it, no, it's no, their no. choice, but. Um, to point out the fact that they decided to do something else and then it just it keeps harder to to um, maintain maintain friendships or, or, or contacts so you have like if we we for example have been seeing each other for like too, <laughs> too many years yeah <laughs> but uh, uh, we've been friends for 14 years let's say 15 but if we would would, would say like okay we we weren't talking and we weren't doing something together for like a year it would like slowly fade away it would be a shame mm. i'll say that so friendships and relationships do take an effort in, in like mm. one establishing over a period of time and then keeping them keeping them going yeah maintaining them and, and make sure that it's not just one-sided as well yeah i think it's important because i, I uh, when you say that some of the other guys stopped having contact with us it's not for the lack of trying I, I feel like but if, when it gets one sided with him and it's only you who are trying to push for yeah. it and slowly it just will die because it needs to be mutual kind of thing yeah yeah exactly and it did start to become one sided with some of the people who usually were at the new year's parties and slowly the decline started happening and not as many people as usual came to these new year's parties anymore but then something new happened so Amanda, when did you get introduced to all Tom's internet friends? That was at our New Year's party in 2013, maybe 2014, 12. Really, that long ago? <laughs> wow. Wow. 2012, New Year's party. All right. I met you all for the first time. So we already established that making a podcast while hiking in a mountain is probably not the best idea then I found out that climbing the 365 steps in Palencia is as bad as a place to to record a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Let's continue this interview later because I'm out of breath. Okay. <laughs> in fact, I think I prefer the mountain over climbing stairs. So what were you your expectations when you decided to throw a New Year's party for basically what what are we five complete different strangers? Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, because basically you invited all of us into your home, and I don't know, have you you hadn't you maybe you talked a little bit to me? Maybe? I think I'd, I'd spoken maybe a bit to you and to Russ mm. um, back when Russ existed, and <laughs> um, yeah, so I really didn't know what to expect. I had all of Tom's friends coming, and I was, and my parents were there, and there were so many people in the house. <laughs> It was it was overwhelming, but I think it went really well. <laughs> Tom had met Amanda, and they decided to invite us all to the first New Year's party outside of Copenhagen. But that wasn't the only thing that was new that year. So when you started being together with Dennis five years ago, did you know about him having friends from all over Europe? 
only when we decided to go to New Year's the mm. first time. Well, at least the first time for me. That was five years ago as well. Alright. <laughs> so, when was that? 2012? And that was maybe two months after we started dating. And then we decided, well, he asked if I wanted to join. And I didn't, well, I didn't know any of you, of course. No. What were you, I don't know if you remember, but what were your thoughts or friends that he met online and you were going to meet them for the first time? Mm, well, I I knew he, he had already met you a couple of times. And my brother also plays a lot of online games, so I already, I was kind of used to the idea already. But, I don't know, I didn't really know what to expect, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it turned out fine. Well, well, considering we're sitting five years later, you know, next to the pool yeah. on Mallorca, I think it, it, it's, it went all right, right? Yeah, it went great. <laughs> yeah. So two new people were added to the group and maybe actually adding a little bit diversity as well because both Amanda and Daya weren't gamers per se as the rest of us were. But if we say that the World of Warcraft days were phase one, as I think we, we said earlier, then that New Year's in 2012 were definitely the start of phase two. The group got a little bit tighter and the friendships a little bit closer. It's so weird because I, I, I kind of like where how... Because originally the guys that I talked to, we were all into World of Warcraft, but I've, I've, what I'm really finding interesting is because obviously when we meet up, that's the first thing we talk about, mm -hmm. but I think it was Jesse who said at some point but the interesting thing is the next thing you talk about what will that be, and, and I kind of feel like everybody that I've met in this group, I had I have something I can talk to them, with them about Yeah, definitely, I mean when we first met, I didn't play Warcraft at all, hmm. um i didn't think you liked me when we first met really yeah oh i don't know why i don't know either i, th I think maybe i'm a little bit reserved when it comes to new people i know i definitely am <laughs> reserved when it comes to new people so two reserved people will make good friends later down the road <laughs> once they get over their awkwardness yeah yeah no it's always good to talk to people and get to know them outside mm. of the internet You find out you've got all sorts of crazy things in common. And we do have all sorts of crazy things in common. So much so that it's hard to understand that at one point I I thought that this all had an end. Like an expiration date that was right around the corner. I, I kind of thought at some place this game, we won't be playing this game anymore. So I probably won't be seeing these people anymore. But I think you guys, you and, and your girlfriend Daya... It's probably the people, and yes, obviously, because he's Dutch as well, it's probably the people I see the most because I have a tendency to hang out in Rotterdam for some odd reason. Uh, yeah, we noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you show up at our house every now and then, and uh, it's always great fun. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of the time, I guess. <laughs> But no, I really like that... that Even though we don't play the game anymore, we still we're still getting we're still being connected. We're still we have created our own little things that we do. For instance, we have the New Year's party, obviously that we talk a lot about. But also, uh, we kind of have like a Dutch Comic Con thing now, where I come visit you guys and we go to the Dutch Comic Con, and that's really good reason to keep in touch, I guess. Yeah, we can always make up new things to do. <laughs> obviously, we don't talk as much anymore as when we were still playing but mm. every time we, we get together it's as if we haven't been away for that long 
you know? Yeah, exactly, because what is it? Like, well, it's three months, three to four months ago that I saw you the last time, but it doesn't really feel like that. It just kind of like feels like I went back home after visiting you guys and just working for a few months, and then uh, uh, life just went by, you know, yeah. as it happens, and now... <laughs> Amazing, fun things are happening again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even with Tom and Amanda, which I see only like once a year, it still feels like, you know, there's no difference mm. from the last time. It's just we pick up wherever we left <laughs> off and just keep going, walking down mountains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and do you remember that I earlier said that writing actually would have an impact on the story? Yeah, and also you create new new things to do or you get new like traditions you're doing for instance I have with the Dutch people I have the going to a Dutch Comic Con every year now that's a new thing that we started doing and you and I we're doing a podcast together I know that's pretty cool <laughs> uh, now I'm appearing on your solo podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. um, plus I think that we have BlizzCon this is like we've had what three together two or three together yeah and that's I like to think I'm involved with that now as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're there to serve us beer. And I also watched, I also watched it last year, Marie, come on. Yeah, I know. I'll just tease you. I know. Um, But the first year I did just bring beer. I was the beer girl. <laughs> and also now you're writing as well. Yes, and so are you. Mm. It's good to have a friend that writes. That and Daya is writing. Everybody's writing. Everybody's writing. Tom's writing too. Mm. Um, we're all writing different things. But it's it's great to have friends that you can bounce ideas off of and have them give you feedback on your work yeah absolutely because I, I think especially for me at least because English is my second language so it's not always natural to me mm-hmm. so for me it's really important and uh, something that I feel really great about is that I actually have English friends because they might actually catch a few things that I as a non-native speaker probably wouldn't catch yeah definitely I'm looking forward to uh, editing your book for you <laughs> It's one of my favorite things to do. Actually, is to just be like to edit. I'm, mm. one, I'm one of those people. I'm I'm looking forward to have something complete to show someone to edit. Oh, so. Definitely, <laughs> what I've read so far is so good. Oh, that's good. No, seriously, writing is a big deal. Thing that kind of is equal to that is writing books. Yes. And <laughs> you are the one of us who actually wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> actually, self-published a book. I think I was really intrigued about you because you had written a book and I think one of my life goals is to write a book at some point and I'm I'm definitely trying to. I just, yeah, not that good at keeping up writing, but... Yeah, yeah I think in that regard, I'm I'm not really good at, uh, you know, keeping writing as well, but it's just when you do the NaNoWriMo uh, thing, it's just you have to kind of. Mm. And of course, you have to make time for it as well, because your your schedule is so full. You kind of you don't really have time for uh, <laughs> for such a challenge. So yeah. But yeah, if you just make time for it and because keep doing it, then eventually either you'll come up with something you really <laughs> like, or you come up with something you don't. So yeah. And yeah, my my novel was actually written in one of the Nanorimo challenges. So okay. And then it took me another six months or so to edit it and you know, just rereading and rewriting some bits. Yeah, and I think that that's where I am right now. That I'm writing the first draft, and I really want to get to that second draft because yeah. I really want to read what I wrote and yeah. edit it and 
figure out how to improve on things, and I can imagine that part is as as fun, or maybe even more fun, maybe than the actual writing process. Yeah, I guess it is. It's just um, at some point when you reread stuff that you wrote, sometimes at least for me, I sometimes I don't even remember writing it. Mm. So <laughs> that could be fun, but it can also be bad because, well, some parts that I wrote that I don't remember are just really bad, and I was like, mm. I thought. How the hell could I come up with this? <laughs> so, I well, and then it's fun to rewrite it, or and if it's something that I really like, then I'm really impressed with myself, mm. <laughs> and that's uh, that's good as well. Yeah, I actually had that exactly same experience today, where I read through something that I've written like I don't know, probably a year ago now, uh, and some of it I was really impressed with, like oh, I didn't even know I knew that word, yeah, kind of thing, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and other other stuff was like. Yeah, this could probably need a little edit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I think it's really important to edit your own work, but also to ask others to take a look at it. Yeah. So, and I'm having trouble with that yet still, but that's why I had why well, maybe two, three, four, well at least two, but maybe three or four rounds of editing my own book. Mm. Um, and at some point, just it's just. It all starts to blur, so yeah. <laughs> it's good to have another pair of eyes that can look at it. So it might sound like now that every one of us are writers now, but that's not really the case. I may have been painted a little rose-tinted picture here for you guys. But I think Amanda hit the nail straight on the head when she said that it's crazy how many things we have in common. When I look at the group as a whole, we have gamers, obviously. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I also see programmers. I also see people who have been making short movies. I see people who have been working with theater or or done live television. We have a writer who released a book. We have people who love to write, be it articles, be it short stories. We have people who are doing podcasts. People who quit their job just to start their own company. A copywriter. People who translate, people who fix machines at a hospital, a person who built a bar in a bomb shelter, people who are writing, recording, and voice acting audio plays. And a lot of these things that I just mentioned is tied to one person, but quite a lot of them are actually tied to multiple persons as well. So when I look at this group, I see a lot of creativity, creative people who are doing things their own way and not necessarily how everybody else is doing things. And I think Dennis speaks for all of us when he said this. So, did you ever imagine that, like, 10 to 14 years later, we would be walking down a mountain on Mallorca? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. But then again, I never thought I would be walking down a mountain in the first place. <laughs> Nobody could have predicted how this trip would have been for any of us. But isn't that just life, really? Can you predict where you'll be and what you'll be doing in one year from now? Five years? 10 years? 14 years? So I think for me at least the takeaway of this is uh, why worry when all this will end? Because who knows if it ever will? Why not just enjoy it while it lasts instead? Does it really matter that it started on the internet? But I, I haven't met you guys through the internet, so for me it's just like meeting new friends, you know? That's actually a really interesting thought, I didn't yeah. think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so the title of the show is Internet Relationships. And this whole thing started out as being an internet relationship. But there's actually a shorter title that describes this way better. 
And that is... Well, friendship, of course. I hope you enjoyed my little story here about my five friends that I met through World of Warcraft, either directly or indirectly. I think, in total, I had like, I don't know, two hours of footage or something like that that I needed to shorten down to only 40 minutes. So, obviously, quite a few stories were left out. Because some of the people actually had prior experiences with meeting people that they met online. But this was the story that I chose to tell you guys, and I hope you enjoyed it, because I really enjoyed recording and editing it. So, if you feel like it, uh, I would love to hear if you guys have any experiences with meeting people online. And uh, you can uh, go to my Twitter, it's called Sleepless in CPH, where you can uh, write me a message. You can also check out my website, it's called sleeplessincph.com. And over there you can also find the track list and links to the music that I used in this podcast. I also believe that in the last episode I said that I was going to talk about Destiny in this episode, but uh, obviously I didn't. Uh, and it's not because that uh, I don't want to do that anymore. I still want to do that. Actually, I already did record... An episode with uh, Michael Skasinski, my co-host from the Blue Recluse podcast, where we talked about Destiny One and what we felt was good and bad about it. But uh, I didn't really, I didn't feel like I was prepared enough. I didn't feel like we actually talked about all the things that I wanted to talk about. So I have rescheduled that uh, with Michael, and we'll record a, a Destiny episode at some other point in the future. Maybe even sooner than later. But for now, I don't think there's anything else to say, but thank you so much for listening. Good night, Copenhagen. Good night, world. by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com.